Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. Right. Well, happy Sunday, Love City Church. Come on. We're so glad that you're with us now. I know I'm not Pastor Ryan, but surprise, you get me this morning, and I'm so excited to share a word with you just about how we can experience more of Jesus in the crazy season that we're in. So come on. I'm so excited that you're here with us. Kids, make sure that you stay around because we got your kids' video coming right after the message. So don't go anywhere. Make sure you got your crayons and everything ready for that. So it's going to be so fun. But before we dive into the message, I just want to take a moment and let's just celebrate the fact that we made it through 2020. Anybody else so stoked about that? I know I'm super stoked that we made it. For a second there, I thought we weren't even going to make it through. I thought this year is never going to end. But in just a few weeks, 2020 is coming to an end. 2021 is starting. Good things are coming. So give your neighbor a high five. Tell them congrats for making it through. And then we're going to talk about how this crazy year, even though it's been crazy, it's been God's plan for us. And it is still God's plan for us. And so as we come into this Christmas season, we're going to be looking at the story of Mary And so we're going to look at at her story and how we learn just from Mary and how she lives her life, how we can respond to a chaotic season like the one we're in, in a way that will make room for Jesus in our lives and how we can continue to find ourselves in his plan and choose faith over fear this Christmas. So come on, it's going to be so good. And we're going to jump right into her story in Luke chapter 1. So let's see what her story says. It says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent down by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by the statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. I am the Lord's servant, Mary said. May it be done to me according to your word. And then the angel left her. So here we meet Mary, and this is what we know of her so far. First, we know that she lives in a town called Nazareth. And so Nazareth is a quiet countryside town compared to Jerusalem. Jerusalem was all about the big buildings, lavish living, total excitement. It was kind of the buzz of Israel. But Nazareth was a quiet and quaint town. And so you can imagine that Mary was probably pretty modest and humble. She just lived the life that was expected for her to live. She just went from one stage to the next stage. She knew the direction that she was going to go for her life. She didn't expect to do anything great or cool or grandiose with her life because she lived in Nazareth, just a quiet town. So she was just going through life, expecting a quiet and quaint little life. And then we know that she's engaged. And in the Jewish culture, engagement lasted a whole year. And it often involved a financial agreement between families. So being engaged in the Jewish culture was seen the same way as marriage almost. So when you were engaged, you were committed to that person. It was like a covenant promise that one day in a year, you guys are going to get married. 
And so here is Mary, invested in her life going a certain direction. She's invested financially. She's invested emotionally in the plan that she has for her life. And I'm sure many of us can relate to Mary. I'm sure at the beginning of 2020, I know all of us had a plan and a a direction that we were invested into. I know I heard that 2020 was going to be the year of clear vision. Come on, somebody. We're going to do great things. I know for myself, I was planning a fun youth retreat for our youth to go on, a VBS for our kids. We were invested into 2020 looking and going a certain way and our lives looking a certain way and having a certain plan for our life. So here she is, invested into a direction for her life, and then out of nowhere comes the angel and announces God's plan for her life. Comes totally unexpectedly. In Luke 1.29 it says, The angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. She was, but Mary said that she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. And then the angel told her, Do not be afraid. So here we see Mary's initial response to God's plan coming unexpectedly in her life. She is deeply troubled. And that means that she is perplexed. She's confused. What does this mean? My life was going in a certain direction. What What is going on here? She's confused as to what is going on. And she's even afraid of what God's plan might mean for her life. The angel says, do not be afraid, which means that Mary in this moment and having the angel come to her and announce God's plan is causing fear in her life. And so I want you to know that In this moment, Mary shows us that it's okay to have God's plan come into our lives and to not feel good about it, to maybe feel confused or afraid and be like, what's going on? This is not what I expected. I was not expecting to have God come and announce his plan over my life. And that's okay to feel that way. And so we see that the angel says to Mary, when she's feeling confused and she's feeling afraid, the angel says that she's going to give birth to a son. But this isn't any son, as we know, but this is God's son, the son of the Most High God. And so to us, that sounds pretty cool. That sounds like, okay, sweet, Mary, that's a cool plan. Like, God wants you to give birth to his son. Sounds pretty awesome. But what we have to understand is this plan for Mary's life, God's plan for Mary's life, causes a huge mess in her life and throws her life that was heading a certain direction into utter chaos. And so because Mary is engaged and because of the cultural expectations, that meant that she was, because she was a virgin, she was supposed to stay a virgin. And even in our culture, when somebody has a kid outside of marriage, it kind of messes things up. And so for her, it totally messes her life up. And if her friends or her family found out she was pregnant, she could ultimately lose her life. Everyone in the small town, all of her friends could have disowned her. Her family could have kicked her out of the house. If Joseph found out that she was going to have a kid that wasn't his, he could divorce her. He could walk walk away from her, leaving her all alone. So in an instant, Mary's lost the life that she had invested into. She lost her plans. She lost her hopes. And she lost all of the dreams that she had been working towards and moving forward towards in her life. And I'm sure a lot of us can relate to how Mary feels. Having lost her life, she's confused. What's happening right now? She's afraid. What good can come of this? How will my parents react? What's going to happen with my relationship with Joseph? She had lost the life that she had invested into and was planning for. 
And we've all, at some point in our lives, have lost an aspect of our life this year, whether that's a promotion or a house that you were wanting to buy, or you lost college kids weren't able to go out to college and be on campus with their friends. Kids in elementary school and middle school had to do life and do school online for two weeks at a time. All of us at some point in this year have lost an aspect of our life. And for Mary in this moment being faced with God's plan, which means she's going to have to lose her life, she doesn't feel good about it. And that's okay. But what we're going to see is that how we feel about God's plan, it doesn't disqualify us from being part of it. But how we respond to God's plan is really what matters. So how we feel doesn't disqualify us, but how we respond to it is what matters. So what's Mary's response to this chaos in her life? What's her response to God's plan? How does she choose to make room for Jesus in this chaotic moment and in this moment of fear and confusion? First, we see that Mary embraces the chaos. In Luke 1.38, she says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be done to me according to your word. So Mary said yes to God's plan for her life. She embraced the chaos and made room for this little baby Jesus in her life. She says, I'm the Lord's servant. And this word servant is the Greek word doule, which comes from the root word doulos, and means basically she's saying, I'm a slave. I am obligated to my master's plan and to his will over my own Okay, so this is wild. So what if she is saying is even though she's had a plan and a direction and a purpose for her life, she's saying, you know what, that's not what matters. I'm not here to fulfill my plan. I'm not here to go the direction I want in life, but I am the Lord's servant. I am here to fulfill his plan. I am here to do his will. She is obligated to God's will before she's obligated to her own will for her life. And so Mary's main objective in her life was to see God's plan happen and not her own. She chooses to lose her life so that she can find the life that God wants for her in her plan. And we see this in Matthew chapter 16, verses 25 to 26. It says, For if you choose self-sacrifice and lose your lives for my glory, this is Jesus saying, so for Jesus' glory, you will continually discover true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourself, you will forfeit what you try to keep. For even if you were to gain all the wealth and power of this world and with everything it could offer you at the cost of your own life, what good would that be? And what could be more valuable to you than to your own soul? And so we see this key that the key to having a yes on our lips for God's plan is humility. Mary shows us that she chose to lose her life, to surrender her life for God's glory, to surrender her life for God's plan. And in surrendering her life, she was able to experience this true life that God had wanted to give her. And what is this life that God wanted to give Mary, but wants to give us in our chaos, in the chaos and the confusion that we're facing in our world today? It's a life defined by the presence of Jesus. A life defined by his salvation and his kingdom. So we see this, his salvation in Matthew 1.21. The angel tells Joseph that she, Mary, will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. So in saying yes to God's plan, Mary is making room in her life to be defined by a savior, to be defined by salvation, to be saved from her sins. 
So she's choosing a life and making room to be defined by forgiveness, by being set free from her sins. And she's, she's no longer defined by shame or guilt and no longer living a life defined by being separated from God. And so this is what Jesus does when he comes into our lives. He saves us from our sins. And so when we choose to make room for him, that means that we get to live a life defined by freedom, defined by forgiveness, defined by grace. And so the second thing is his kingdom. We see this in Luke chapter 1, when the, what the angel says to Mary. He says, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. So in saying yes to God's plan, Mary was also making room in her life to, for the kingdom of heaven, for the kingdom of God, this kingdom that has no end to come and be a reality in her life. So I want you to be encouraged. The angel says that the kingdom of Jesus, the kingdom that Jesus wants to come and bring into your life will have no end. So guess what, guys? That means that 2020 hasn't ended God's kingdom. His kingdom is still here. His, his kingdom can still be a part of your life. You can still be defined by a kingdom of freedom, by the kingdom of justice, by the kingdom of peace. Your life, you can experience right now in the chaos the kingdom of God in your life when you just choose to say yes to God's plan and to make room for Jesus in your life so he can bring the kingdom to you. So come on, I, I want to just take a moment and just realize that Mary could have chosen to say no to God's plan, to the angel. She could have said, you know what, that sounds messy, I'm okay, I'm going to go ahead and continue to try to walk towards the life that I want. I'm just going to try to ignore your plan, ignore what's happening, and try to force what I want to happen in my life to happen. But if she had said no, she wouldn't have made room for Jesus in her life. She would have missed out on finding who she was in God's plan. She would have missed out on having the Savior of the world and the kingdom of God come and be present in her, in her life. So even though this year has been hard, I want to acknowledge that this year has been hard. It's been chaotic. It's been confusing, full of fear and every single ang angle. I believe that God has given us a unique season in our lives where we have the opportunity to make room for Jesus in our lives. Let's just think about it. We've all naturally lost an aspect of our lives in this season, whether that's a job or whether that's some relationships because you can't go hang out with friends outside or whether that's being able to go to school. We've all lost an aspect of our life. But when we choose to say yes to God's plan and embrace the chaos and say, you know what, God, I'm not obligated to fulfill my will. I'm here to do your will. I'm here for your plan and for your purpose. And we're willing to lose how we thought life would look like to say yes to God's plan for us this year. We make room for Jesus in our lives so that we can be defined by his salvation and by his kingdom. Amen. So come on, Mary chooses to say yes the Lord. She embraces the chaos and she makes room for Jesus in her life by doing so. But we also see that Mary keeps room for life, for Jesus in her life. There it is. She keeps room for Jesus in her life by choosing to praise Amen. God in the chaos. We see this in Luke chapter 146, 48 to 49. She says, my soul praises the greatness of the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. 
Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed because the mighty one has done great things for me. Now we have to realize this sounds like a super cool song of praise, a super cool moment where Mary is saying, God, you're so good. But we have to understand that this is still in the chaos. Mary had just ran away from Nazareth and went to go be with her cousin Elizabeth, the one lady, the one woman in all the world who would understand what she was going through because Elizabeth also had a miracle baby that God had planned for her life. Okay, so Mary hasn't even talked to her parents. She hasn't even faced Joseph with this news yet. She still has no idea how this is going to work out in her life. And yet she chooses to praise the Lord, to magnify who he is in her life, despite it seeming like it's falling apart and despite the chaos and despite the fear and confusion. She chooses to pray God for who he was in her chaos. She chose to stay focused on the reality of who God is rather than her circumstance and rather than her hardships. Luke 147, Mary says, My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. And this word rejoices means to be filled with delight in or to be extremely joyful in. So she chooses to delight in who God is, in her Savior, and to not be delighted or not try to find delight or joy in her circumstances. She chooses to find joy in the midst of chaos because of who her God is. She chooses to delight in the God who saves her. She chooses faith over fear and faith over doubt in the chaos of her life and the chaos of God's plan. And in doing so, she continues to make room. She continues to keep her life open to the truth of salvation and to the truth of the kingdom of God. So now as she's walking forward to face Joseph and to face her parents, she's not a Mary defined by fear or confusion or chaos. She's a Mary defined by the God who saves, that Jesus is the one who has saved her, that Jesus is the one who comes to bring the kingdom of heaven in her life, a kingdom of freedom, a kingdom of peace, a kingdom of joy. And so I want you to hear that today, that this is a continual choice that keeps room in our life for Jesus to come to define who we are on the inside. That doesn't mean that our life around us is going to be full of joy and peace and it's going to be amazing and all of a sudden the life around us is going to be fixed, but it's who we are on the inside. Our true selves, our inner selves, defined by the salvation of Jesus Christ. And so that's what God wants to give us today. That's the life that God wants to give us. If we say yes to his plan and choose to praise him in the chaos, he'll bless us with the presence of Jesus in our lives. And so I'm gonna be honest with you. This, I've had to learn this this year. In my life, it hasn't been easy. For an extrovert to be told to stay home and have no contact with people, that's bound to get messy. I know I've struggled in my mental health. I was planning on moving outside of my parents' house and that didn't happen. Life got messy and got chaotic and I lost parts of my life that I thought I would be able to walk in. But you know what, when we choose to just say, you know what God, it's not about what I want, it's not about my plan, it's not about my will, but it's all about your plan and your will will be defined by salvation. And when we choose, continually choose to praise the Lord and magnify him in the midst of our chaos, it's keeping room in our life to be defined by Jesus, keeping room for salvation to come in our life, keeping room for the kingdom of heaven to come and to show us who we truly are in his plan. So come on, let me pray for you guys. Wherever you're at, if you're at a place where you feel like God 
is trying to reveal his plan to you, but you're like, oh my gosh, what does that mean? That's crazy. There's no way. I want to encourage you. He's got more for your life than you can ever ask or dream of or imagine. And all you have to do is just say yes. You don't have to have it figured out. You just have to say yes and make room in your life. Or maybe you're here and you like, you're like, wow, I said yes to God's plan for my life, but it's still not getting better. It's still chaotic. There's still confusion. I have no idea what's going on. Don't worry, you're right where you need to be. Choose to praise God in these moments so that you can keep making room in your life for Jesus. You can keep making room for salvation and for his kingdom in your life. So come on, let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for who you are. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you just want to come and you just want to come bring your salvation and your kingdom in our lives, Lord God, and that you have a plan that will do that, Lord Jesus, that your son Jesus came to bring salvation and to bring the kingdom of heaven into our lives, Lord God. And all we have to do is say yes in the chaos. All we have to do is choose to praise you in the chaos and let you do the rest. So we thank you, Lord God, that you are good and that you are for us, that you have a plan for us, and it's a plan that will help us to experience the salvation that you have for us in your Son. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Now, Love City Kids, like I promised, it's time for your video and for your worship. So make sure that you jump up off that couch. Make sure your parents don't go anywhere. Get the wiggles out. Get ready to worship. Reach up high. Reach down low. And we're going to worship, and then we're going to join Kermie at the fireplace for our fourth week in our series of Christmas with Kermie.
Christmas, Love City kids. Come on, we only have two more weeks until Christmas. And I don't know about you guys, but I cannot wait to celebrate Christmas together. Wow, only two more weeks? That's so soon. It sure is. What? Why don't we take a look at our Love City Kids Christmas tree and see what we've learned the, so far this Christmas season. Sounds good. I remember in week one, we learned that choosing to have just enough will keep God at the center of our lives. That's right, Kermie. And then we learned that giving God the first of what we receive makes room for Him to be the first in our hearts. And last week, we learned that giving extravagantly to others makes room for God to bless us extravagantly. Awesome! Let's see what decoration is in today's present. Okay, here it is. And the tag says, two loves the kids. That's us! Gift number four, make room for Jesus. I think that's a song, Jesse. You want to hear it? Well, I sure do, Kermie. All right. I will make room for you. What? That sounds like an awesome song. I love it. And it looks like it, today's verse is Luke chapter 1, verse 38. Isn't that where the story of Jesus' birth is found? That's right, Kermie. This is the story of when the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and tells her that she is going to have a son by the power of the Holy Spirit and that she was to call him Jesus. And do you know how Mary responded to this crazy, impossible news? I'm not sure. I know I would be freaking out and maybe run away. Uh, you know what? Uh, Mary could have been freaking out a little bit. But why don't we look at today's verse to see what Mary said to Gabriel. Love City Kids, can you read this verse with us by helping Kermie repeat after me? You ready? Yep. Okay, here we go. Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Verse 38. Verse 38. Mary said. Mary said. I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me, may your word to me be fulfilled. Be fulfilled. Wait, so Mary didn't just run away, but she said that she wants to serve God and wanted to have baby Jesus because God said she would? You bet, Kermie. You see, in Bible times, having a baby when you weren't married yet was not good. Her family could disown her. Her fiance, Joseph, could have decided to not marry her. And she could have lost everything by accepting what God wanted to do in her life and choosing to serve him. Then why did she? Well, Kermie, it's because she knew God and loved him and trusted him. And just like Mary did, we have to choose to say yes to Jesus, to make room in our hearts and lives for what God wants to do in us, even if it might cost us everything. So saying yes to Jesus and choosing to be used by God for his will is a choice we have to make. Yep, we have to choose to make room for Jesus in our hearts and in our lives. But once we do, God promises us that He is faithful and that He loves us so much and will always provide for us and bless us if we keep saying yes to Him, no matter what. That makes sense. What do you think, Jesse? Is there room for Jesus in our Love City Kids Christmas tree? It looks like there's a perfect spot. Let's put the ornament right here. Okay, let's get it out. All right, 
right here. I like how this ornament is a heart with baby Jesus on it. Well, help me remember that just like Mary, I have to choose to make room for Jesus in my heart too. That's awesome, Kermie. Well, Love City Kids, it looks like that's all the time today that we have to decorate our tree. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.